everybody. Welcome to Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith. I will be with you until 11 o'clock this morning, at which point we'll, we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show. And then at noon, the Brooklyn... Com- no, not the Brooklyn Conversation anymore. I'm so used to saying the Brooklyn Conversation because it was a, it was a, uh, a, 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 a veritable stalwart of the programming schedule until it moved on to its new time slot in heaven. Um, it used to be at noon, but it's been replaced <laughs> by... <laughs> it's been replaced by a badass babes at noon and then at 1 p.m. Objection to the rule of Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit and so many more great shows, most live, some pre-recorded uh, at every point during the Radio Free Brooklyn programming calendar today. So if you have an interest, chances are we're going to talk about it on the air today. So keep that Radio Free Brooklyn player tab open on your browser. Keep the app running in the background of your Android or Apple device. And, of course, call into this program at 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. Now, devout listeners of the show will know that last week we had Andy Green in here, uh, who is definitely our biggest guest by far. This guy, is, he's been at Rolling Stone for 15 years. He's like he's, he's interviewed every possible rock superstar there is, and it was very kind to come and and talked to us for an hour last week. And uh, how do I follow that up? I want to welcome all of our new listeners, of course, by uh, uh, welcoming a very special friend to the studio. If you liked Andy Green, you'll love this guy. And his name is... I'm back, baby. You had the Rolling Stones head writer on last week. You had the Ice Cream King on the week before. You had some girls on at one point, and now I'm fucking back. Yes. Yes, I'm back. That's right. I'm here to defend you. The badass babes murdered that other podcast, sent it straight to heaven or hell, depending on what your thoughts are on that host, and I'm here to make sure they don't do the same to you. Thank you. They are coming for... They're coming for you. They're slowly creeping backwards in the schedule. Like, they're trying to start earlier and earlier. (laughs) 10 a.m. is drive time on Sunday, baby. (laughs) It's the coveted spot. They're going to get Sam next at at 11. Uh, He's going to go the same way as as Brooklyn Conversation. The day Sam goes is the day you need to run, Colby, for your own life. We take you underground. I'm just like... I'm like the uh, the Ro- the Rohirrim at Helm's Deep. I'm just I'm I'm boxed in against a mountain, and the orcs that is badass babes are coming for me. Yeah, and I'm the big dragon who fights Gandalf. Man, and we're battling on a mountain. So, Lord of the Rings is on Netflix now. So, you guys are going to have to get prepared for a lot more uh, Rohirrim material on yeah. the show. Because that's what everybody loves about those movies is the guys who ride horses everywhere. Yeah, and it's what people expect from this show. <laughs> it's, like, it's the funniest thing to like, yeah, we're kind of into it's like a, it's a nation full of horse girls is like who comes they rescues everybody at the end of the last horse movie. girls. They all show up. It's like, oh, my God, we're, we're all trapped here in Gondor. There, there's too many orcs. We're never going to. Get out. Oh, good. 6,000 horses are here. 
I know you used horse girls because that's like a common. It's a type. Yeah. Horse girl is a type. But yeah. these are all proud, brave men, <laughs> which makes me think that Lord of the Rings is one of the most progressive places. Just men who love horses the way a 13 year old girl would. I guess there painting is painting them on their dorm wall, on their walls <laughs> and their ceilings. I mean, that's the whole thing is just the, all of the designs in that city when they go to the city in the movie is just like, I think everybody's really into horses here. Just like, are you guys into like anything else? There's like, nah, man. <laughs> we just love horses. <laughs> So horses for you, it's just how you get around, right? It's like, no, it's all I think about. It's what we do, man. (laughs) I go to sleep dreaming about horses. (laughs) It's like the equivalent of like the 70s car movie. And it was the whole generation of like young people who are just like super into fixing up cars. Whoa. (laughs) Both their lives revolve around Mustangs. There we go. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Did you know that? Did you know this? The Mustang is a horse and and a type of car. Oh, yeah. So is the Lamborghini. Yeah. So is the Camaro. <laughs> the Ferrari. The Charger. <laughs> the Nissan Altima. The Ferrari. <laughs> I have bred a whole family of Nissan Altimas at a farm upstate. I just like to come out and watch them run. <laughs> you, ever come out, you ever just watch the Altimas run together? <laughs> They're beautiful. They're like fish. They never bump into each other. It's you know, beautiful. Uh, legend has it that uh, um, a ship carrying a bunch of Nissan Altimas crashed along the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. And that's why the Nissan Altimas now run free in they're, Virginia. They're wild, man. They just run around. You can look at them from the beach. Watch out. See how happy they are. So it's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Yeah! Super Bowl! <laughs> it's a Monday night party. and Most important night of the year. That's, exa- that's exactly right. This is what yeah. the, the rest of our year revolves around. Mm-hmm. It's simultaneously the first and last night of the year. Yeah. The last night of this year. Yes. And the first night of next year. Yes. The way some people feel about New Year's Eve, for example, mm-hmm. an ending and a beginning. Yeah. Is how we feel about the Super Bowl. The duality of man here at Radio Free Brooklyn. And I want to say, I'm speaking for everyone at Radio Free Brooklyn when I say that. Yes. This station, you know, you, you sometimes you're listening to it and you hear the uh, the disclaimer that's just like, uh, the views represented in this next show do not represent uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. But this is the one exception to that, is that yeah. the Super Bowl is our New Year's Eve here. Yes. And we're going to talk about it. Because it's what's happening in the world, and we like to engage with the world. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true, Tim? Yes. Radio Free Brooklyn loves the Super Bowl. They're also very politically conservative. And those are the two pillars well, of the Radio Free Brooklyn empire, I this, would say. I would say you took it maybe a step farther than I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a guest here, so I try and go with the flow. <laughs> but there are some very offensive signs <laughs> all over this place. It is some questionable... Some questionable it's, it's, paraphernalia. It's just in this a flag, thing. Tim. It's part of our heritage. Just a flag. It's just please. a flag. I mean, you what? You 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 have a problem with the Deuce of Hazard now? <laughs> Driving the General Lee. I have some problems with the Dukes of Hazard. Yes, not a lot. <laughs> just one big problem with the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, yeah. My problem with it is that it killed Jessica Simpson's career. Yeah. Otherwise promising. I know you have the Dukes of Hazard poster up here, but you somehow cropped out the Dukes of Hazard 
and the General Lee. <laughs> Which also, by the way, I got to say, if you're naming a car, naming it after a Civil War general is maybe not the best way to go. Oh, man, there's so many of those. My my buddies, uh, there's a, I guess there was a General Lee high yeah. school in Jacksonville that like just changed its name in like the past like five years or oh, something like that. <laughs> like, they've just been going there dressing up in uh general Lee mascots. Like I don't know what their mascot was. Yeah. Just a dead man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my new car, the the Colonel Custer. Anyway, Super Bowl's happening tonight. It's happening in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Miami. As the, as the only person who's ever moved from New, uh, from Florida to New York, uh, do you have any comment? No. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it should always be in Miami. Miami is like one of the places that all of the Super Bowl or WrestleManias or whatever big event, mm-hmm. they should only take place in in like Miami. Right. Maybe like L.A. New York's kind of a buzzkill for the Super Bowl. It was in New Jersey a couple years ago. Uh, it was at MetLife, and it was just like it was just like freezing. It's so cold up here. It should yeah. not be in the north <laughs> at all. It should yeah. only it should be warm for the Super Bowl. It should be nice for the Super Bowl. And I get that, like MetLife, there's uh, in theory a ton to do in at New York, mm-hmm. but it's all New York's crazy expensive. I guess yeah. if you're going to the Super Bowl, you're you're fine with paying for some money to right. like yeah, yeah. to go, but uh, but. MetLife is not fun to get to. It's really not. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine like like flying to New York from your home in like Minneapolis or something, uh, and there's like staying at a hotel in Times Square, and then like walking to Eighth Avenue to get the shuttle bus from Port Authority out to MetLife. Which like like look, you know this show. This show is uh, very supportive of New Jersey. We love New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the promised land, but. That stretch of New Jersey is not the best. It's, it's just a like, desolate and it's a desolate barren wasteland. wasteland. Uh, just like swamp after swamp of like overgrown marsh land. There's, oh, there's a football stadium here. There's 60,000 people here. It's like they thought the stadium was going to be a thousand times bigger than yes. it actually ended up being. <laughs> so they cleared all the land off in preparation of this gigantic stadium and then they were like oh only 90,000 seats and they're like well what the fuck do we do with the rest of this <laughs> i guess we'll keep it the way it is yes <laughs> we keep it the way it is people can park here i guess <laughs> i think this is this is the story of america tim is it thinking you need way more space than you need we're just like we <laughs> we want to get to the other ocean and it's just like huge stretches of nothing I need more. And I think that that's good. I'm happy, but I could be happier yeah. the American tale. What I'm trying to say is the stretch between the Hudson River and the MetLife Stadium should be a national park. We should quarantine those lands. Let's let the animals have it. <laughs> let, let them, let them have fo- it. We just need a little pathway <laughs> to get through. But imagine being on the bus and just yeah. driving through and it's just giraffes. <laughs> doing their thing the koalas need a place to go just giraffes koalas koalas just hanging on the necks of giraffes what animals do you think are at the other national parks you know koalas i went to i went to yosemite i didn't see a single giraffe just giraffes rhinos leopards (laughs) beautiful birds just elephants so many elephants my thing is how do we keep the birds there Uh uh-huh maybe a big cage of some kind 
Okay, yeah. So uh, you, maybe a dome. Yeah, that's that's what we need to fix this problem. Is we need to drive by a big cage to you know, get to the MetLife Stadium. You know what people don't factor into their national parks? Mm-hmm. The skies. Yeah. How do we control the skies? <laughs> We're very focused on the land here, and you know, Radio Free Brooklyn is very open to water control as well. Mm-hmm. But the, the skies. I think is the final frontier <laughs> of our dominance. People are thinking out. We should be thinking up. He who controls the skies controls the birds. Yes. And he who controls the birds controls the land. The birds are power, man. The birds are power. If you could control birds, boy, I don't even want to. I don't even know. I don't even know. Whatever political party has the most access to birds, I think, is the one I'm going to be leaning to. In this election. In this election, I think it's going to come down to the birds. <laughs> Iowa caucuses this week. Yeah. A lot crazy? of birds in Iowa. A lot of birds in Iowa. They've yeah. got a lot of space to fly around. Not enough birds, but for some reason, those birds count more than the rest of the country's birds. <laughs> for some ungodly reason. <laughs> Even though the rest of the year, we're like, fuck those birds in Iowa. Yeah. What the fuck does Iowa birds do for the rest of us? Does uh, So Iowa has the caucus, of course. Mm-hmm. It has the Iowa Writers Workshop. Sure, famously. Those are the two big things. Yeah. I think that that's good. I think you think that's good? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think Iowa is such a tiny, a tiny, you know, unassuming place that it really shouldn't have that much influence Mm -hmm. on the rest of the country or the world, except once every four years. Yeah. Then I think it should have more power than all the other states (laughs) combined. That's what I think. Yeah, so uh, get those last donations in, folks. No matter who your candidate is, get those last donations in. Get them in. They need them. <laughs> they need them. Just em. send a bag of bird feed. Yeah. If there's one thing I know about Mike Bloomberg, it's that that guy needs money. So get those donations in. Yeah. <laughs> We're big Bloomberg heads here. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bring it back to the Super Bowl. Mike Bloomberg is going to have a Super Bowl commercial, isn't he? Are you sure you want to bring it back to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I know this was the Super Bowl show, but okay, he's going to have a Super, a Super Bowl he commercial? Is, he is, yeah. There, there's going to be a Super Bowl commercial. Okay, I think this is what swings it for him. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is it. This is what he needed. I would he love was a to, Super Bowl uh, commercial away for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's so The thing about Mike Bloomberg is he's so charming that he should be on TV in front of the largest possible audience he mm-hmm, can. Mm-hmm, Once mm-hmm. The problem with him is visibility, you know? Once people see him, no one knows who he is, and they will after they see this Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, then they'll love him. It's mm-hmm. it's the visibility problem for him. Yes, yes, because you and I have both met him. We both met him. We've had dinners with him. Well, you went to his uh, you went to his house, right? Yes, I did. I did go to his house for his daughter's birthday. I was um, I'm a bit of a balloon animal. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, a professional. Uh, I don't get paid a ton, but I, I'm very good. So. Yeah. I went there. I made some balloon animals, uh, and then we just got to talk. She loved it. She said you were his favorite. She loved. She yeah. 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 She said you were his favorite. Yeah. She did. She did. She didn't. The his daughter was like not very into me. No. But she did say my dad. My my dad dad is a huge fan. Well, it's hard to stand out because like the lineup at that party was so. Oh, it was stacked. Me, Dane Cook, Al Roker singing songs. Gary Goldman, but he just like gave out advice. Yeah. He like had tips for everybody. He turned my life around. I'll tell you that. So it was a he wild. He came out party. to like this party of like all these seven year olds, and he's like, "How are you guys writing every day? Because you should be writing every day. Yeah, if you have a good day, write. 
If you have a bad day, go home and write. Yeah. And they were like, this means something to me, Gary Goldman. Mm-hmm. They love, seven-year-olds love Gary Goldman. They do, more than anything. Anyway, so who else was on this at this party? Um, Me, Dane, Al, Jeff, Steven. Foxworthy? Yes. Nice. And you were saying Steven... Steven Spielberg. Wright. Oh, okay. No, not Steven Wright Steven couldn't Wright get into not, this party. This was an illusion. Okay. Wait, exclusive Steven Spielberg party. performed? What? He was like... That's cool. I, I mean, he didn't... He wasn't supposed to perform. Oh, he was like the, he was the drop in his his uh, I guess not really his daughter, but this girl he's been watching. Yeah, you was know, invited to the party, so he came and oh. we got him on stage. Gotcha. Okay. Like well, he ended he up performing. Like, did he do like a Q and A? I've seen people go out and are just like, yeah, I'm just going to take questions from the audience. That'll be my my set. Yeah, I mean, off stage. If I don't, if you've ever talked to him, any conversation with him really is just a Q and A. Uh huh. It's just him answering questions. So what really was happening was we were all asking him questions off stage, and he just stood on the stage and continued the Q and A. Oh, okay. And then when he was done, he got off stage. The Q and A continued. It was really a smooth. What I like about transition. this is that it blurs the line between performance and and just person to person conversation. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Which was maybe maybe the art he was going for the whole time. Mm-hmm. It also blurs his persona. Like we all have different. You know, when I'm doing my balloon art. Yeah. I am. I still use the name Tim Cack, uh-huh. but I'm not the same. Right. Tim Cack. Right. Like tell you on the show, I am the real genuine me. Yeah. This is who I am in real life. These are all of my real genuine opinions. Yeah. This is how I feel about the world around me. Yeah. Um, But up there, I mean, that's somebody else. I once saw, um, you know, you know, who Sam Mendez is. No. He directed um, Skyfall and now 1917. Okay. I once saw him do a Q&A, um, and he like took questions from the moderator and then the audience for an hour, and I came away thinking, my God, that was just in one take. Incredible. Isn't that incredible? It was flawless. That guy lived that hour in one take. It was unbelievable. And I say, shower him with Oscars. I think he fucking deserves it. You know, Colby, I'm about to blow your mind right now. Oh, yeah. Life is one take. That's not, that's not true. We're going to do this whole thing over again in a second. Multiple takes, but we weren't doing life over. <laughs> Anyone else noteworthy at this party who performed? Um, John Travolta did Grease Lightning. Oh, that's awesome. With, um, what's her face? Uh, who's the girl from Sandy. Grease? No, Rizzo. Who's the one who played Rizzo? Lizzo? Yeah, Rizzo. John Travolta and Lizzo? Yeah, Lizzo was Grease there. Grease Lightning? Lizzo played that's the incredible. Rizzo character from Grease. That's awesome. And they did the song. I guess it was an alternate reality where Danny Zuko ends up like going back to Rizzo as opposed to, to falling in love with Sandy. And Lizzo uh-huh. played the Rizzo character. I mean, I, that this is uh, this is quite the part. This all happened at Mike Bloomberg's house. Yeah. So think about that guy being president. Think about what a what a party the White House would be. Yeah. Just all the time. Stucker Channing played. Oh uh, yeah. Rizzo. Stucker Channing, the Stucker brothers. You know, from the Jelly. The Smucker brothers. Yeah, Smucker brothers. The Stucker brothers. Wait, wait. They're the the Smucker brothers. Because yeah. some dudes claiming to be the Stucker brothers got into this thing. And I was like, this doesn't smell right, Bloomy. This doesn't smell right one bit. They brought they brought jelly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was a crazy party. My long story short, fun. Radio City, Radio Free Brooklyn officially endorses Bloomberg. Uh-huh. No, no, we don't. <laughs> officially. I know we're all laughing and having a good time here, but I can't. I but can't. This is their prime candidate. This is uh, my candidate. Caller, you're on the air with me and Tim. Vote Bloomberg. Hey, how's it going? Hey, who's this? My name is John. 
Hey, John. That doesn't narrow it down What's at up? all. Nothing. What's Listen, on your mind, John? Are you guys talking about Taylor Swift or not? Uh, we haven't gotten to that yet, but I'm happy. I'm so glad you brought this up. We're talking about the Super Bowl, John. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Look, 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 look. I wanted to. I, the reason I called in is because I wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I would love to a do little that. bit. Yeah. Did you see the doc? Not to change the subject. I I just wanted to say that me, I had to stay out of the drama, man. You stay out of the drama. I just stay out of the drama. She's a lot too much drama, you know? Yeah, totally. Wait, did you see the doc? No, no idea what that is. What is that? Oh, they, she just had a, a Netflix documentary drop on Friday. Interesting. Yeah. All right, well, you know what? I won't be watching it because I just stay out of the drama. Yeah, you stay out of the drama. That's cool. So you don't take any, any like, stands or anything? You just kind of go with the flow in your personal life? Uh... Well, I'm not going to talk about my personal life, but I will say that I just stay out of the drama. Okay. Totally out. Okay, so here's here's how calls usually go. You say something like, I stay out of the drama. This is a philosophy that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we explore that a little bit by me asking questions or you adding some detail or maybe both happening ideally. Colby, I don't want to speak for John right now, but uh-huh. you're being... Very dramatic right now. I am being a little dramatic. It's true. It's probably best to just stay out of this. Do you want me to stay on the line? Because right now it's getting a little dramatic and and I stay out of the drama. Well, I I would love for you to say anything other than just repeating the same line over and over again. Jesus Christ. Is this a fight on reality (laughs) TV, Colby? What are you doing? Hey, is this the real world hotline? Real World Atlanta, Hot Hot Wives Atlanta or something? Yeah, hot Wings. this is Hot Wings Atlanta. You're exactly right. Hot oh Wings God. Atlanta. This well, is... I'll talk to you about Wings. Okay, yeah. I love Wings. What I'm do you making, think about I'm making some. I'm making some today. Nice. What? What's yeah. uh, you making the sauce? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get, I got some Frank's uh, Buffalo Wing Sauce. Nothing crazy because, you know, I stay out of the drama. Yeah, totally. You don't want the wings to be too dramatic. Would you say Frank's uh, is the best wing sauce ever? It's a, I think it's, you know, I, I have no idea what's in it. I think it's just like, you know, peppers and like water. I don't have no idea, but I, I guess so. I mean, I, if, if there's, a, if there's a, a brand out there that I trust, it's that one. Because I don't want to go out there, you know, exploring and like trial and error and all that. But, you know, because this is why well, you find you should find something that works. You got to stick with it. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, don't uh, don't fix uh, uh, what's not broken. Totally. I mean, you know, and you know me, I just stay out of the drama. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Um, man, I gotta say, nineteen eighty nine. The whole album it was a big it was a big moment for yeah. me. Um, man, I forget I forget what it's called. It's the one that is really 80s. They're all 80s sounding, but there's one that's very 80s sounding that I can't think of the name. Are, are you guys, uh, let's rattle off some names here of 19. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Yeah. Does this sound familiar to you? Beep, 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 boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, 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 that's a good yeah, one, Colt. Yeah, yeah. no, not I, I, on, I, I, not on Taylor Swift's album. Can't read my, no, you can't read my poker face. A star is born, a star is born. Can't read my. Can't read my. Um, 
Camry in my poker face. Take it off his grave. Bradley Cooper hangs himself. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. I didn't. Hey, spoiler alert. Look, guys. I stay out of the drama. I didn't call today to, uh, you know, to stir the pot or anything. Uh-huh. But I just kind of wanted to put it in my two cents. Yeah. You know? Blank yeah, totally. That's well, what, one. Did, what did you want to say about Taylor? You were just saying you call if you want to talk about Taylor Swift. You're like, hold on, stop having, stop talking about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about Taylor Swift. Uh, was it just that you stay out of the drama? That's the only thing you wanted to say about her? I just want to make it, I just want to make it very clear, and I want to make it known that okay. me, when it comes down to these topics and it comes down to who who said, he said, she said, I'm just out. Okay. I'm yeah. just out. Some would Wild say extreme. you would like to be excluded from this narrative, one you have not asked to be a part of since 2009. Some would say that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. 2009, is that when she, is that, was that, was, is that when she like first took off? That is when Kanye took the, uh, the VMA uh, away from her. Oh, my God. And that was the beginning of the drama. That was the beginning of the drama, yeah. Because before then, it was smooth you know, sailing. I guess so. I mean, look, we all have things that come up in life. Oh, Blank Space is another great song. Yeah, it was so good. Um, I'm looking good at one. the track list right now. Oh, Bad Blood. Oh, yeah, see, a there's one. a lot of good stuff on this. I'm looking at the track list now. Forgive me. Style? Um, you like style? Style's my favorite. Poker face, poker face. Carry it on, carry it on. No, you can't read my poker face. Bradley Cooper pees his pants. You guys are, I think you guys are really trying to start a kind of a rivalry between Gaga and Taylor. And uh, I might have to, I might have to hop off the line because I'm, this sounds, Sounds like it's getting a little heated, and I stay out of the drama. What what is Taylor? Is Taylor Swift's biggest song still "Love Story"? Has she had a bigger hit than that? You don't think "Bad Blood" was I like think, bigger well, than "Love Story"? I don't know. I'm asking. She's definitely had more I chart think, success with a song other sure. than "Love Story." Okay, but what is "Shake like, It sure. Off" was pretty big. Yeah, "Shake It Off" was pretty big. I'm just wondering, like, what is the Taylor Swift song, and is it bigger than the Gaga song? I don't know. What's the Gaga um, song? Well, it'd either be Poker Face or Bad Romance or um, Born <laughs> Disco This Way I mean, or um, Edge of I'm Glory. I'm going to say something or, controversial right now, yeah. which which is uh, usually against the grain for me, mm-hmm. but I really believe that Gaga, when it comes, uh, Taylor can't hold a torch to Gaga, mm, talent-wise. I mean, I've, Am I right about that? I mean, I feel like... Gaga is the bigger showman. Yeah. I would say she's the she's greatest showman. Yeah, she's great. She, well, yes, the greatest, the, one of the greatest uh, show people of, of all time. Call her Hugh Jackman because sure. she's the greatest showman. She is Hugh Jackman. She's the Wolverine of pop music, mm-hmm. slicing it up. Yeah. She, she, she heals her, you know, from whatever happens to her in life. I think she just got a divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about that because I stay out of the drama. Okay. Guys, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Drama Free John. That was, I really hope you call again. Yeah, I know. I, I, I will, for sure. Um, maybe not today because i got to start on these wings. They take eight hours. Oh, your wings take eight, take eight hours to, to, to prepare? Why is that? That's what it says on the back of the Frank's bottle. You need time for the bones to dissolve. <laughs> yeah. I go, I... 
I start bone in, and I and by the and when I'm done, they're bone less. Yeah. Uh huh. Less you is know? warm. Guys, thanks so much. Hey, uh, shake it off. All right. Hey, right back at you, John. You have a killer fucking Sunday. <laughs> shake hey, it off, hey, drama free, well, John. I didn't, know, I didn't know we could curse on this on this bad boy. Hey, it's... have a good Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. Who you got? Right, Real go quick, KC. who you got? KC or uh, San Francisco? Oh, Frisco all the way. Frisco. <laughs> Frisco. <laughs> all right. Let's go, wow. Right on, man. All right. I, but I'm not going to talk about that. I stay out of the drama. Have a good day, guys. You too. Drama Bye-bye. for John. There he goes. I love it when people go, oh, I didn't know you could curse on this thing, and then make it sound like they're going to curse, and then, and then do they- not. <laughs> I know you could curse. Okay, time to get us back on track oh, with my new recurring segment on Colby Smith's show. Here we go. Tim Keck's top 10 favorite smells. For the next 10 weeks, I'm going to be uh, calling in, stopping by the studio, telling you, Colby, and you, the listener, my top 10 favorite smells in go. no particular order. All right, let's count them down. Number 10, Auntie M's pretzels. Damn, that's a smell. You're walking through the mall, hanging out after high school. Uh, you and you got this cute girl with you, and you're walking around. You're like, mm, I got to get my sugar some sugar. What's that delicious smell? <gasps> Auntie M's pretzels. Wafting through the mall, wafting through the food court. It stands out among the rest, head and shoulders above the rest. It is. <laughs> Can I just oh, stop you there for a second and say that the name of the pretzel place is Auntie Anne's Pretzels. Auntie Anne's. And Auntie M is the ant in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that she keeps going, Auntie M, Auntie M. Auntie M's Pretzels. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. I just want that on the record. Auntie M's Pretzels. The dough on its own, the pretzel is delicious. But they also like to coat them with like cinnamon sugar. Oh, man. All these other fun things. Oh, oh, my oh, my God. A lot of the times they've got free samples. You're at the mall, you're in the food court, you get a free little nug, a little pretzel nug made with some cinnamon or sugar on it. Ugh, just the smell. Some choice nugs. Incredible. Definitely one of Tim Kak's top 10 smells. That's just Back number to you, 10. Cole. Okay, I get it. The next one, they're going to unfold over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, okay, next nine you. weeks, I'm going to be listing my top 10 favorite smells. I got you. Can we go through some of the prop bets for the Super Bowl? Colby, I thought we were never going to get to <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's should we uh, we could do that or we could talk about the Taylor Swift doc that I saw last night. Uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Okay. So this documentary, Miss Americana, now streaming on Netflix. Oh, great song. This doc to me is about how being famous does not exempt you from the hard choices of adult life. This is my read on the documentary. This doc sucks. (laughs) No, it's really, really good. Uh, I came away from it saying, "Ah, I liked it in love. And now in the cold light of day, I full on love this thing. Mm. It is very, very good. Uh, Because so the drama of the documentary comes from. She's basically she gets famous at like 16, right? Mm -hmm. Spends. 11 years just living out that exclusively mm-hmm. gets kind of frozen at that age frozen too and this is about her learning to let it go <laughs> not be the good girl she's always had to be yeah um, into the great unknown yeah and the doc ends with her being like 
cold never bothered me anyway. Was Prop this, bets for the Super Bowl. Was this doc animated? Here's my theory on this, which I think is interesting. Anytime I hear like an interview with like a like a we've talked about this before, like a basketball player interview or a musician interview, I really just want to hear about like what their real lives are like. Uh-huh. And I think maybe that stems from like I kind of want to know what everyone else is doing. <laughs> just in general, yeah. I want to know what my or I want to know what my neighbor is doing. I want to know like what what mm-hmm. my friends are doing. I just want to know what people are up to because totally. I know what I'm up to and it's not that interesting, but I got to know if I'm like on pace. <laughs> yes. How do I compare to these people? Yes. And it's like, cool. If I had, you know, 10 minutes to interview Oprah, I'd want to know like, where do you get your groceries from? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of toilet paper do you like? Yeah. I don't know. Just want to see like what your day to day is. What kind of toilet paper do you like? You go double ply, you single ply. I'm convinced that the toilet paper only gets thicker the better you're doing in life. That's uh, another theory. It only gets thicker, but somehow softer. Thicker and softer. Yeah. But somehow it stays together. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the softer the toilet paper gets, it's more likely to yeah. tear. It's like how celebrities have their own dating apps. Yeah, they, they probably have get their, their own, own toilet, toilet paper. paper too. Yeah, they get sure. it delivered from uh, Amazon. Maybe it has to be built separately. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw this thing separate where there's like a, there's a separate airport terminal for celebrities, mm-hmm. like a JFK. Or like at all all these big airports, there's another terminal that like celebrities and famous people go to and like check through wow. like their security and Is then they get true? taken on the plane. That's what I heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen did it in a, in a tweet back session. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe it's like that for everything. Maybe there's a whole secret world. Uh, I once saw Julia Louis Dreyfus going through a regular old TSA pre-check. Wow. You yeah. know she's not famous enough for her own entrance. That can't be true. I'll say that. I'll say that about <laughs> Man. her. What has she done? <laughs> Truly, what has Julia Louis-Dreyfus done? Name three things that she's done. Just imagine somebody <laughs> being like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't name three. Uh, uh, three things, three Emmy-winning roles. <laughs> uh, I want to go Seinfeld, Veep, and Christmas Family Vacation. <laughs> She's like just a, she's just like the, the bratty neighbor in that movie. You yeah. Remember that one? Oh yeah. She goes next door. She's attacked by a raccoon or something. Yeah. Her best role ever. I mean, yeah, she's perfect in everything she does. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. I'm excited for Downhill, mm. the movie she's doing with Will Ferrell, the oh. remake of Force Majeure. Uh, which like whatever. Uh, I yeah. love her. I love one of Will my favorite Ferrell. movies, Force Majeure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Uh, so what happens in this one is that there is uh, Thor's hammer Majeure. Uh, lands at a crater on Earth, and there's no force on Earth that can move it except for Thor, also called Thor Dark World. Uh huh. Yeah, but in France it's called Force Majeure. <laughs> okay. So prop bets for the Super Bowl. How'd I do with that one? Really good. Thank you. <laughs> really good. Thank so you. for people who don't know, there's this thing called sports betting, mm-hmm. and you can put money on. Uh, uh, the game, obviously, about who's going to win, what the point spread yeah. is going to be, all this stuff. And it's illegal to do so, but Radio Free Brooklyn firmly <laughs> believes one of the three pillars of its belief is that you shouldn't let the law stand in the way of you doing what you want to do. If you want to own illegal guns, for example, if you want to fight dogs, anything that the man thinks you shouldn't be able to do from their ivory tower and doesn't understand how essential they are to our way of life, gambling, just another notch in the belt for the Radio Free Brooklyn philosophy. And there are so many other things you can bet on in the Super Bowl, not just the score. Mm. 
Um, there are cross sports props. Mm-hmm. For example, will Devin Booker score more points than Patrick Mahomes will score rushing yards? Wow, that's a good one. And they think that the, the experts in Vegas are siding with Devin Booker on that one. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Wow. Not an all-star, though, Devin Booker. But let's not get into the weeds of basketball. This is a football <laughs> football episode. Who are they playing? Who? Who are the, the Phoenix Suns playing that night? I don't know. Okay, so we don't have any information to make this bet. <laughs> I can look it up, but I don't want to put the time in. Never mind. That's not one of the main props that you wanted to bring up, right? right? So, there are, so there are all these like little ancillary bets. Uh, uh, the national anthem is one. Mm-hmm. Demi Lovato is singing it. Oh, good. Yeah. And then she's going to sing Skyscraper, Skyscraper immediately instead, after. Yeah. What if she just calls it audible? <laughs> and now, and just screams. yeah. And now the national anthem by Demi Lovato. <laughs> she's just like it's made of paper, like a skyscraper. A scraper, poker face, poker face. <laughs> so the over the the uh, there there are all these bets on like will she wear a skirt or a dress, you oh, know, to sing yeah. the national anthem. That's um, a tough one. Will she omit a word from the national anthem? Hmm. Plus 375 for yes. Wow. Just not a vote of confidence uh, at all. Are you confident you know all the words to the national anthem? Well, no. I'm, I'm not, not either. How crazy is that? I'm I have to recite it every single day yeah. through middle school? Yeah. Do you stop saying the pledge in middle school? So here's the one that I'm interested in the most. Yeah. Which is how long will it take Demi Lovato to sing the this national anthem? a classic anthem? one. The over under is a minute 55 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I think we I have no idea how long it should take. So I think we should test this right now. I think one of us should sing it. OK. And the other one should time. Boy, what is going on? OK, let's do it. Who, do you want to sing it? Should we sing it together? Yeah. Yeah. OK. So I'm going to put on the. Um, OK. And you're going to play the lyric video for this as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Well, they do. They always do it a cappella. Oh. Oh, so we're just going to do it a cappella. That's well, no, we're well, here we go. National Anthem uh, Karaoke. I'm so glad we get to do this. Me too. Imagine putting on the National Anthem at karaoke. Like you're in a private room with like six of your friends. And you just see the thing come up in the bottom of the screen like, Star Spangled Banner. Surely that's like a the remix, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone earnestly gets up and is just like, oh, say. <laughs> Boy, now I know what I'm doing at the company party. Okay, here we go. Over under is a minute 55. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Here we go. It's coming up. Okay, so I just want to say that one of my fa- I get to watch a lot of these because we play mm-hmm. so many songs from YouTube on this show. Every time someone puts up a homemade lyric video, it starts with something like this, which is just like a black screen with the text, hope this video is good enough for your liking before the song starts. And I just think that's nice. Yeah. This is the end of the song. Starting the clock. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light poker face what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars poker face through the perilous fight. <laughs> For the ramparts we watched 
We're so gallantly streaming a whole and the rock I do in Texas play. The bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave nice. over the land of the free? I ran out of air. Poker face. Oh, did you stop? <laughs> And the home <laughs> of, of the, the brave. Time. 128. I'm going under. You know, we could have also just looked at the length of this video. No, it's there's all kinds of, of stuff at the beginning and the end. Oh. See, now there's credits at the end of the video. That's... <laughs> <laughs> This particular one I'll shout about was named by XO Love One Another XO. Jesus. YouTube user. Anyway, I'm going under. By that the way. That felt so long. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it flew by for all the listeners at home. Yeah. But uh, it felt long in here. It's a long one, man. It's a long one. But it's great, dude. I love the symbol. I love the version with the symbols. Mm-hmm. Remember playing like football in high school and they'd play it and there'd be that symbol crash and yeah. always being like so jacked. Dude, the anthem gets me, gets me fucking pumped, man. <laughs> gets me fucking yoked. I'm ready to fucking run through a wall. I'm ready to fucking fight someone, man. I just want to call out how we started the show uh, joking about the Confederate flag and have now closed it by singing the Star Spangled Banner. Anyway. Again, right in line with Radio Free Brooklyn's Pillars values. of Philosophy. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, a couple other prophets. Bo Bloomberg. Will Kansas City coach Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the game. Now I looked this up, before the end of the- and apparently this guy is a cheeseburger freak. Weird, because he looks like he eats a ton of salad. <laughs> Here's a clip. Cheeseburger for everybody. This is how the guy gets his everybody pumped up in the huddle. Shouting cheeseburgers for everybody. Wow. Does he eat them at halftime normally? I, uh, it, it sounds like he's eating them all the time. He's like mentioning them in press conferences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that this guy is just like this guy's thing. It's just like, I, I, I love cheeseburgers. Wow. You know? Do players and coaches eat at halftime usually? I don't know. I mean, it's starting at 6 30. It's not going to be over till 11. I'm going to get hungry if I'm a player. <laughs> You're going to get hungry. I'm out there. I'm to have some bagel bites out for everyone by then. <laughs> I'm out there giving it my all. Yeah. I'm like I don't want I don't want to leave I don't leave it all in the field. Yeah, I don't think they eat. That's going to be my though. assumption. Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't eat. I feel like they don't eat. I don't feel like he does. It'd be very funny if they cut to the sidelines and it's like a close game and then you just cut to the side, he's yelling into the microphone, there's just ketchup running down his mm-hmm. chin, he's got a cheeseburger in one hand. He's got in and out in one hand. Actually, there's nothing in Miami. What would he be having in Miami? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe McDonald's. Yeah. Maybe it's a sponsorship. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a a place, a product placement. And it's just what cheeseburger yeah. is he reading? And he's accepting pitches this week. I from think like it Burger would be. King, I think it would be McDonald's. Because you know, as I do, that all mm-hmm. football coaches know is McDonald's, charge they phone, eat hot chip, and lie. Yep. 
I came up with some young person's radio prop bets. Would you like to hear these? I would more than anything. I would love to hear that. This is the whole reason I came this morning. All right. Everything has been a complete time suck until this moment. These go kind of chronologically through the show. Good. Okay. First prop bet for young person's radio. Will Cole before before, (laughs) chronologically through the show. Yeah. Yeah. The big show, as they call the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Come over and watch the show. The Super Bowl show. These are these are prop bets about young person's radio. Oh, Oh, gotcha. Okay, I thought you were talking about the Super Bowl. No. All right, sure. Young Persons Radio. Let's do it. This is not what I thought okay. this was going to be. I'm a little disappointed, but sure. Uh, uh, some of these are yes, no. Some are the, some of these I would like to get a um, like a, like an over-under on. Okay, you. I'm going to follow my gut. First one. This is probably a yes or no one. Mm-hmm. Will Cole laugh at something that isn't funny because he's worried the guest won't have a good time? Yes. Wait, when? what is the time frame on these? Is it during our episode? It's It's, it's in general. It's in general, uh, on an average episode of the show. Oh, okay. I feel like this should be like next week's sewed, sight unseen. <laughs> well, no, next week we got Maddie Whittle here talking about the Oscars, so that's going to be So good then shit. I'd say yes. That's yeah. going to be good shit. Okay, okay. Okay, so just in general. These yeah. are just general, gotcha. Yeah. Next one. Will Cole, make fun, well, will Cole make fun of another show on the station by the two-minute mark? I think today we got that one. Today you got in there. Yes. Did you make fun of them or did I make fun of them? You started it and I jumped right in. I feel like you're normally very gracious to the uh, the other the other shows on the network. I feel like I definitely am. I think you are. I think you know you seem reluctant to to neg them the way I do. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. I think your heart's in the right place. With Thank this. you. Tim will call by the 35 minute mark. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely going to call. I can confirm that one. Because now at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to be listing my nine favorite smells. <laughs> so block off your calendars. 1030 every morning, Tim Keck. Yeah, I would say the over under on that is like plus 1000. I yeah. feel like you very rarely wait longer than that to call. Because I don't want to listen to the second half of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to call in and just I get have it us, over with. Have us deal with it for the last twenty minutes. Have us unpack everything you say. <laughs> just drop a bomb and then walk away. Bruce Springsteen will be mentioned at some point during the hour. I feel like plus minus is like plus one twenty five. Yes, I mean especially if we're talking Grammys or music at all. Uh huh. Yeah. Then Bruce is coming. And it's up. like, well, I would recommend everyone check out a Tunnel of Love. Even the last Delta John app, you were talking about Bruce. Yeah. Well, that's that. That was just placating to, to Andy Green's interest because I know he's a big Bruce guy as well. I heard yeah, him. On you John. only brought him up for your guests benefit. Well, you know, you... there was no other reason to bring up your favorite artists. <laughs> <laughs> the outro song will last more than two minutes, 15 seconds. I feel like the last time we got through an entire song like to play at the end of the show mm-hmm. was like two full years ago i don't think i think it's pretty short now yeah because yeah. we just got so much to say i'm going under yeah i'm going under as well kolb will berate people who listen to the show but don't call the show yeah which is one of the things i disagree with the most because i don't want any callers i never want any callers. as the only caller i'm shocked at your i want at your take i want the spotlight on me all right. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't need anybody else calling yes, in, yes, mucking yes. it up. Uh-huh. And sometimes you're in a great flow, and I and I even feel bad calling because I'm like, I don't want to derail this mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. 
callers. It's like it's like a great quarterback just like waving off like the receivers like wants to run into and just like, nah, I'm just going to fucking chuck it downfield. <laughs> That's when you're saying no calls. I'm going no calls today. Fine, I don't need anybody's help. All right, fine. I got this. John, uh, no drama. John was the last call in the history of the show. Yes, good. And he should be. He was that good. Last one. What do you think the over under is on getting a new caller in an average episode? Today we got one. A new caller. Somebody's never called the show before? Yeah. I would say it's minus. It's unlikely, yeah. Minus 200, numbers wise. I'd say every, maybe every three shows. Okay. Every 2.5 shows, Mm -hmm. you get a new caller. I feel like that's the over under is 2.5 shows. Yeah. You get get somebody new who's calling in who's never called in the show before. Okay. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I got your regular cachet of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got my squad. Yeah, you got your squad. I could do a funny voice every week if that helps. <laughs> All right, let's try out. This is uh, next. Hello, I'm Tim Keck doing my top nine favorite smells. Okay, next 90 seconds, Tim yeah. Keck character reel. You'll, right. you'll have a high quality audio version of it. All right. For people. For all my characters, yeah, ninety. Se- how many characters can you do in ninety seconds? Okay. There we go. That's about how long it took us to sing the national anthem. By the Gosh, way, this is. Uh, Are you ready? I mean, people train for years to get this opportunity, so okay. I don't know if I'm ready. You okay. do one, and then I'll do one. Sure, let's do it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. You want to go back up river? <laughs> they killed everyone up there. Nothing but, nothing but death up there. <laughs> nothing but, nothing but death. Up there in the river, you ain't gonna. You think you're gonna change something? You ain't gonna. You ain't gonna change anything up there. It's all over. So that's one. That's one character. <laughs> Say what it is. Oh, that's 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 a guy talking about all the death. That's Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> that's is Rambo guy talking about death up river. Okay, that's Rambo for sure. Hey, um, I think I want to fight again. No, I'm gonna fight left in me. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you could get hit and get back up. And you gotta remember that. That's Rocky Balboa. All right. Fifty seconds. Yeah, hey, uh, we gotta break into this uh, place. We gotta go kill these. Uh, we gotta go kill these guys. That's our. That's our thing. Okay. That's uh, Sylvester Stallone's character from The Expendables. I thought it would be Expendables. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a single other Sylvester Stallone character. Okay, here's a great one. Uh. It's not a tumor. You have to get out of here. That's my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Ten seconds later. Anytime I've had to give an impression, my dad's always like, you should bust out Arnold. Five uh, seconds. Let's see. Oh, man. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, here Time. we go. That's, <laughs> this, is, this is my new character. If we're talking genuinely, it's very easy to come up with characters. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> You name you name a personality trait and an occupation that don't normally go together. Yeah, unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> Timid doctor. Well, uh, I have bad news, but uh, maybe it's good news. I don't know. Can I? I don't know how to. I don't know how to tell you what this is. What? What is this? Uh, 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 quiet construction worker. Uh, well, sorry, I'm doing construction right here, and I don't want to bother you. Do you mind if we jackhammer for a little bit? <laughs> Do you want if we jackhammer for a little bit right here? Andy Reid eating a cheeseburger, but he's trying to be quiet. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to eat my... I'm just going to eat a cheeseburger real quick. Do you mind if I just eat my, my cheeseburger on the sidelines real quick? 
a magical dragon granting a wish, but you know, people hate dragons. So he's trying to keep his voice down in case anyone sees him as a dragon. I'm the best. I'm a magical dragon and I shh, 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 people are coming. Shh, people are coming. Okay, they're gone. Hello, I am a magical dragon. You found my lair. I'm going to grant you some wind. Oh, shit, the people are back. Oh, shit, people. Be very quiet. They'll kill me. I'm the last dragon. I'm the last dragon. There's no more of me. All my friends got killed. My entire village was killed in front of my eye. Oh, oh, well, you found my lair. I'm going to grant you any wish that you want. You can't wish for more wishes, though. <laughs> oh, the people are back. That's the one who killed. That's the one that killed my mother. I watched her die. She held me in her arms. She bled green dragon blood all over me. I hid. I hid in her stomach. I cut her open and crawled inside of her like Luke Skywalker. With a tauntaun on that frozen planet off. And I shook and I, and I shivered and I held my breath and I tried not, not to let any dragon flame out. I was too young to defend myself. And I swore as I got older and grew into my magic. I would... I would take back the honor of my family, but I'm too scared. Anytime I try to ignite my dragon flame, all I see is the corpses of my loved ones around me. That's why I hid. That's why I hid from the world. Well, they walked away, so I think I can help you with... What do you want, socks? So that's... (laughs) Characters are easy. Comedy is easy. That's the one thing you should remember from the show. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Tim out. So you're still thinking of <laughs> that was it. <laughs> just like I know you should. Well, we got to do the, the like brief little talk over the, the outro music. You know I yeah. wish I could. It's become a kind of a staple of the show so lately. Poker face, 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 Bradley Cooper has a dog.
I can't believe it didn't win an Oscar. It lost to what? Shape of Water? Yeah, I'm lost so to Green Book. I assume Shape of Water wins every year. Might as well. Yeah. Remember how good Shape of Water was? What do you think is a worst movie? Shape of Water or Green Book? Shape of Water. Probably in some ways. I don't think Green Book is a bad movie, right? I've seen Shape of Water is a bad movie. I do think it's bad. It's a bad winner. I haven't seen all of Shape of Water. I haven't seen all of either of these movies. But Green Book seems like nice and pleasant and fun. Yeah, sure. And it's just problematic because we know that's not real. Right, yeah. But as far as just the Hollywood movie, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we need more movies about heroic white people saving uh, people who are not white. That's what I think our society needs more. You because that's how it is in real life, right? I'm you, we gotta watch Last Samurai. Oh, I love Last Samurai. Okay, everyone, welcome welcome to the stinger, the post credit scene on this episode. Hell yeah, baby. Tim, you're trapped in the, uh, uh, the Ant-Man world. What's mm-hmm. going on? I'm crawling into Thanos' butt, and I'm growing to the size of a giant. Mm-hmm. And I'm saving the world. Yeah. It's shocking that they didn't make a nod to that at all in the Avengers movie. I think Paul Rudd knew about it. People were asking him about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'd shot the whole movie before this theory came about. But uh, really, Ant-Man's like the most powerful person ever. Even though, what if he like expands? I guess he expanded in a wall and he didn't get hurt at all. But is there anything you could trap the Ant-Man inside of that he wouldn't be able to expand out of because it would literally crush him? Glass jar. Is that strong enough? It would cut him. How? If it shatters? Yeah. And then he gets cut. And then he's gigantic. So, oh. like, who. Ow. Oh. Ow. Okay. Do, an, do a character. This is Ant Man getting cut. Okay. Ooh. Ah. Oh, ow. Ugh. It's okay. Oh. Oh, God. Hey, hey. Look at us. Who would have thought we'd get here? Not me. I didn't. Bye. Bye. Bye.